You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of stars and influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live. Next, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah, we started, started from, from the bottom. bottom. Now my whole team fucking okay. here. Okay, I guess we're starting the remix. Remix. Welcome to another edition of Black Hollywood Live. Next, where we always talk to who's next and up and coming in the world and the people that you need to know. I am one of your hosts, Megan Thomas, at Meg Scoop on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And who are you, lovely man? And I'm Courtney Tesno. Keep in touch with me at Tesno's on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, and make sure you use the hashtag BHLNext if you have any questions or comments about the show. And always go to podcastone.com. Take the survey. It's three minutes long. It helps us do better. You get to comment on what you love about us, what you hate about us. And we're okay with that if there's stuff yeah. you don't like. You know what I'm saying? But we know you Be love it because you watch it every week. <laughs> so make sure you go to podcastone.com. Take the survey. We love it. And today is not any different from any other Friday. We are talking to this beautifully talented actress. <laughs> you have seen her on your TV screen because you have to have seen her. She's everywhere. Yes. Her name is Idara Victor. Give it up. Hello, oh, lovely lady. Beautiful. Hey, y'all. Oh, thank you. Thank Curls you. Y'all are poppin'. gorgeous. Thank Girls popping. That color is so you. I love yes. it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank yes. You. You've seen her on TNT's Rizzolian Isles and also on AMC's Turn, Washington Spies. We're going to get into that, but let's talk about um, some casting news right, right now. All right, what's going on, Megan? Yes, so guess who no longer has a TV show, but net, like a network, like a talk show, mm-hmm. but now has a movie coming out? Who? Queen Latifah. Wait, I thought she had something like she that. She had Bessie. She okay. had Bessie. She had came, Bessie. Right, that came out okay. on HBO, but this is like a movie movie that's coming out in theaters. Oh. So it's going to be... Um, Look at Queen. I love, I know, love right? It's going to be called... Her. It's a faith-based movie. Okay. It's called Miracles from Heaven, and the star in it is Jennifer Garner, and so she's going to be... Queen Latifah's playing a nurse, like a guardian angel kind of nurse thing. Okay. Are we going to see that anytime soon, or that's like next year? It's going to be 2016, around Easter. Easter time. It's a follow-up to um, Heaven is for Real, which was like gross $100 million worldwide. Yeah, that was a good one. I didn't see it, but I heard it was a really good movie. Mm -hmm. What do you think about Queen Latifah? Have you been following her since like the beginning of her career? I just love everything about Queen Latifah. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Everything about her. Yeah, I've been following her. And actually, I met her one time. And um, this is before I was acting. I was uh-huh. living in New York. I was I was doing an internship when I was in school. And I went into the elevator. And she came in just like some sweats. <laughs> and she was going to be doing an interview at InStyle Magazine. And I was like, she was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, like love her and she's so beautiful she yes. is she's stunningly beautiful stunning yeah stunning I loved her I think my favorite Queen Latifah show was Living Single oh yeah. yes I loved her Classic. Flavor I wanted to be I wanted that to work show. at Flavor Magazine yes, <laughs> yes. and I love that she makes everything like she combines everything that is her world like right. it yes. was Flavor Magazine right. she's got Flavor Unit like right. every she's just like I'm putting my hand in everything Thing, and right. it all that's how you do it queen's world 
Absolutely. Business woman. Oh, and let's not forget Cover Girl, y'all. Everyone. Yes. Everyone was rocking yes. the Cover Girl when it Stunning. came out. Yes. So good. Yes. Okay, so yes, that's coming up March 2016. Miracles from Heaven. So make sure you watch that. Okay, so now we have some fresh beats. We have a new song. I don't know if you guys have heard it yet. Selena Gomez, Good For You. So I was waiting for the video to drop, and it actually dropped already, but because we only no, have we're, a, No, we're going to play it. We're going to oh, play okay. we're gonna Oh, we're going to play the full oh, we're one. Play the video. I was going to say, let's play the tease since we have limited time. But let's play the video. I'm down. Yeah, I I saw that that it came out. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Until then, who's yeah. in this song? So ASAP Rocky's in the song. Apparently, I hear he wasn't in the, in video. the video. That's no, what I heard too. And I was like, but you're featured. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was so sure that Justin Bieber was going to be in this song because they did like some teases on Instagram of Selena in a shower pick and then Justin in a shower pick. I was like, oh, they're going to be back together, Jelena. And they didn't do it for the video. I was like, man, my prediction was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we don't have the video popping up, but yes. But you song. hear the song. Yeah, it's a cute song. It is. You know, she got a little sexy, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. She was real sultry the whole right. time in a silk robe on a green couch. Real relaxed. So that's okay. a different side of Selena we haven't okay. seen before. Yeah. Well, all right then, Selena. All right. <laughs> well, let's talk about the next big thing. Now, we've been wearing skinny jeans forever, right? Mm-hmm. Skinny jeans have been in the fashion field for a long time. But guess what? The next big thing is that you probably shouldn't be wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> I saw this one, Megan. Let me tell you why. Because, so allegedly, there was this woman, 35-year-old woman, that um, she was spending the day to help a relative move, and she was squatting for hours, I guess, cleaning, and she had on skinny jeans. Well, because she was squatting, it cut off the circulation in her legs, oh. and she now has nerve damage in her legs because her skinny jeans was too tight because she was squatting. Okay, that was the actual issue. The skinny jeans must have been too tight because there's no reason they should be cutting off a circul- circulation. But no, but th- seriously though, skinny jeans, I man, you know how you have to. They can get tight, yeah. You gotta can. get on the ground and like, you gotta jump in the air. Yeah, yeah you but not. Shimmy up, you know, yeah. Come on, yeah. not circulation problems. Yeah, That's so, so doctors are saying they're probably not a good idea to wear skinny jeans. You should mm-hmm. limit the amount of time that you spend in them. <laughs> yes. I'm like, wow. So I take breaks. Like, I know, yeah. Like you, yeah, so there's like a doctor who was talking about how you shouldn't like, there's certain ways you should wear your skinny jeans. No, like, Megan. I doctor talking about fashion. Just, just to come in from the booth for a quick second, y'all. <laughs> yes, producer Jesse. But my thing is, is like, uh, maybe you should just get the right size. That's how mm-hmm. I feel. Thank you, skinny Jesse. jeans are here to stay. Yeah. I know, I like a good in skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. But no, but you can't get a big Jesse. I'm sorry, because then they're like boyfriend jeans, baby. They're Pretty they much. Skinny jeans anymore if they're yeah. big. So that's all. Um, so make sure, ladies, you don't squat in your skinny jeans, or else you're gonna have to give them up. Yeah, that, to that is the moral of the story. Don't give up the skinnies, <laughs> get the right size, and, and don't, squat. don't squat. That's don't it. Squat. <laughs> I've squatted in my skinny jeans though, but I think I'm more afraid of like the mooning, like the, right. the crack mm-hmm. out versus like low rises. They don't do it for you. Oh, I'm just like, oh, I'm not mooning people. Yeah. So yeah, no that's skinny jeans apparently. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's talk about you. Yeah. Oh hey. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about where you were born and raised in New York. I was born and raised in New York. I was born in Brooklyn. Grew up there a little bit, but mostly raised in Long Island. Okay. Okay. What part of Long Island? Uh, Central Islip, which is like... It's like halfway out into right. the island. Right. Yeah. Near Ronkonkoma. Everybody knows Ronkonkoma because of the train. I like the way that sounds. Right. I, don't never just, I just say it sometimes. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but right there. All right. Okay, so you grew up in New York and mm-hmm. you started dancing and playing the piano by six. That's young. 
That's extremely yeah, I guess young. Yes, it is. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't feel young. I mean, but you know, but my parent, but my mom. I I have to say, my mom had us pretty advanced because, mm-hmm. like, at, by three, I was doing like multiplication and oh, okay. like she was very like we'd come home from nursery school and she'd be like, I got homework, like her own <laughs> homework, you know. So, so that's, that's yeah. how you should train up a child, really. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So when did you realize that acting was something you wanted to do? Since you started doing that at such a young age. Well, I, I kind of always knew I wanted to do it, mm-hmm. um, but more from the glamour perspective, like just right. being like, oh, I'm a movie star, and my parents would be like, oh, it's our movie star, and, Aww. you know, <laughs> yeah. really? so I, I love it. I, you know, I wanted to do it, but um, it wasn't until I did, actually, I did this play in first grade of the tortoise and the hare, right? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I was playing the hare. And I remember, you know how the tortoise is supposed to win at the end. Right, mm-hmm. right. And so I remember I was doing such a good job. Like, I was just so in character <laughs> that, like, I was, like, when I realized that I was, I fell asleep and the tortoise was about to pass me and win the race. And I got up and ran to get, and I almost passed the tortoise. So I had to run in place while the tortoise <laughs> passed Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then, but then, and so everybody laughed. And I was, like, oh, I like this. Like, oh, this yeah. is fun. And so, um, that was my, yeah, I was improving. Oh my goodness. I was. But yeah, it was from that moment on, I was like, I want to act. But I didn't, I didn't think I was going to do it. Even going into college, I didn't think I was going to actually do it. Why not? Because I thought it was something that you had to do from a really young age. Like, I Mm -hmm. thought if I didn't start at like six and seven, just being in it, that I just thought it was a world that you couldn't jump into. You know, I I think a lot of people have that misconception. Yeah, it's a, it's really a misconception. Yeah. 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 Okay, you said something that kind of stood out to me. So you said that your parents always knew you were a star. You're uh, one of three sisters. Uh-huh. You have two sisters, mm-hmm. and you're the middle child. I am. Do you have middle child syndrome, or apparently. did you? Apparently, <laughs> I so? never thought so. But how apparently. did your parents treat you differently from your sisters? Um, you know what? You know what I will say. I think I always thought things were unfair. So, uh, like, okay. if I got, so if me and my older sister were in a fight, uh-huh. I would get in trouble, I felt like, because it was like, you're younger, you should respect your older sister. Uh-huh. And if my younger sister and I got in a fight, it'd be like, you you should know better, you're, you're older. older. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I always was like, this is just unfair, you right. know. Um, <laughs> but I have to say that my parents were always very supportive of me in mm-hmm. general just like whatever I wanted to do and I was I was kind of I wouldn't say the black sheep but I was the one who was like I was I wanted to perform I was always like wanting to do stuff I was the loud one I was always like entertaining my family mm-hmm. and, um um and so even like my sister my older sister is a computer engineer my younger sister is a physical therapist like nobody went into the arts right. but, wow. um but I was always the one that was like I'm doing this and they were like we don't know where you came from but like, <laughs> we are all for it go That's, ahead we're all in that is so funny yeah. okay so you have you're Nigerian correct mm-hmm. are you first generation Nigerian in the states yes oh my goodness so yes. tell us how that experience was being raised here and um how your culture has pretty much shaped you okay um Hmm, that's good. So my parents, um, you know, they were the first, like, all of their siblings still live in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And so all my cousins are in Nigeria and stuff. And so growing up, there was always this balance between, you know, what I was learning at home, which were, you know, my parents are pretty liberal. So, I mean, they had friends that were Nigerian that were way more strict and, right, like, way right. more just, like, about the culture. Than, mm-hmm. I mean, my parents were, like, Americanized, you know? Uh-huh. Like, we were eating spaghetti. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was very, like... It was super American. But um, I have to say that one, there was always this balance of, like, the things we'd learn from the Nigerian culture and, like, African-American culture, you know. And so I always felt, like, really grateful because I felt like I could get 
the best of all worlds, mm-hmm. you know, growing up that way. Before you keep um, going, are you Igbo or Yoruba? I'm neither one. I'm actually ethnic. Ah. I've never. No one, yeah, it's really small. It's from it's from Calabar. My mom is from Calabar. My dad is um, Ibibio, which is like a similar. They're very similar. Um, okay. Okay. But um, yeah, no, there are very few ethnic people, especially here. I remember I met one cab driver one time in New York who had heard about ethnic people and. I guess there's this saying about Kalaba women that are supposed to be like they're the most like attractive women and Ooh. like the ones you want to have and there's like all these things like you want a Kalaba wife. <laughs> so I remember I was with my boyfriend in the cab and he was like, you're from Kalaba? And I was like, yeah. He was like, oh. I started getting like all excited in the front and I was like, everything needs to slow down. But yeah, that there are very, very few of us. Here. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's cool to know. Right, I've yeah. never heard of that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. That, and when you get, oh, you're not married, right? No. When you get married, are you having like the full Nigerian oh, way? Oh, oh goodness, you better do come? it. Yes. No, yes. I, the money dance. Yes. The money dance. Yes. Yes. Partake in the money dance. Yes. Come and partake in the money dance. I will. And I'm telling you, it's like I I am doing it as big as I can. I'm gonna have. <laughs> that's why I'm like, yes. The more the merrier. Bring your friends. Right. right. Bring your mm-hmm. family. But like, I'm gonna do the the American and the Nigerian, and I'm gonna okay. go to yeah. Nigeria and repeat. Oh it. Oh my god. That's yes. another level with it. Okay. Nigerian I love Nigerian, so Nigerian weddings. Yeah. So fun. A lot it's of my so best big. friends are Nigerian. They're just. Right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and you don't even have to know who's getting married. No. Like, you just on. show up. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I was there with my dad, it would be like there would be these flags out in the front yard, so you know somebody's <laughs> getting married, and you just see people like you wanna like hand <laughs> over, you know, like you wanna eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just like let's go. Right. You know? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay, so I was talking about that pop of color that you have. You're really put together, in my opinion. Oh, well, yes. thank you. Of course. Thank you. So I'm a pageant girl, and I hear you were oh a pageant God. girl. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's throw it way back. So you actually won. I want to get it right, Miss um, Miss New York Junior Teen. Yes. And what did you learn from winning that experience? Before we get to that, actually, what did you learn during your first pageant? Okay, that was my first pageant. Wow. Let me, so wow. Let me, so my pageant experience was very. Um, I, I was. I mean, it kind of actually. Now to think about it, goes to the act the way I approached acting too, mm-hmm. because my pageant experience was so. It was on a whim. Like I was like. I wanted to do it. And my mom, and it was something I saw in like a penny saver. I'm talking oh, like, wow. I thought like, oh, there's this pageant going on. And I was like, why can I do it? And she was like, uh, I don't know anything about that <laughs> right. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of begged and begged. And so we finally went to like the Marriott or wherever it was that they had that first meeting. And, um, and I just did the steps. Like I got my little sponsors and I got my little, you Aww. know, outfits and I got my, um, my routine that I was going to do. And, um, and so we went and I have to say like I was just doing it and it was about wow. halfway through they brought my mom to the back because I was like I need to see my mom I just want to talk to her for a minute and she came back and she was like everybody's saying you're doing really good I don't know. <laughs> and so it was such a like because it was just I think it was just that naivete you know like mm-hmm. I just didn't know anything about it so I just did my best and wound up winning mm-hmm. and so it wasn't until I went down to Florida for the nationals <sighs> that I realized how deep the world of pageantry was. Mm-hmm. I had no idea, but uh-huh. I got down there and I was like, oh, these girls have been doing this their whole lives. Since they came right. out. Yes, and like, my roommate, I remember she had like the full beat and the like, the the like <laughs> lashes and the fake teeth and all of this stuff. And I remember when I met her, I was like, 
this girl, she was really mousy. And I was like, hi. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> and then, like, she got ready and she was just like glam queen. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> there were people crazy. like politicking with the judges. And there right, was just a lot right. of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so me and my family, we just, we had gone down there and it was, um, we were in Disney World. It was okay. near Disney World. So we just kind of had like a family trip to Disney World and enjoyed ourselves and then came back up. Like, That's the way to do we'll it. Let it go. Yeah. Because yeah, right. it, it was so much deeper than we even knew. But so that was a, my first and only pageant. Okay. Wow. You won it. I yeah. Mean, that's hey, pretty why cool. do you need to do it again? <laughs> it's pretty cool. It was cool. Oh my goodness. So let's jump ahead. You went to uh, University of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Warden. I did. You went to Wharton. That's crazy. That's I hard. Did. Wharton's hard to get into. You're smart. Apparently. You're like super smart. Yeah. So they say. <laughs> Business. Like all that. Smart. So they say. <laughs> yeah. You studied business, but then you also did a few plays. Mm-hmm. So how did you find the balance between a business degree and doing theater? Well, I was doing that. Like the theater stuff I was doing more with friends just like on the side. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing that on my own completely. And well, the thing about Wharton is that there really was no time to do anything else but business. Like, right. it didn't even, like, even my, the liberal arts classes that I wanted to take, it was like, there's no room in your curriculum to really do that, right. you know? So, the, it kind of, it almost made it so that it was like, well, okay, the focus is so strong this way that I had the freedom to do all of this other stuff on the weekend. So, like, I would do that. I would do my curriculum really hardcore at Wharton, you know, during the week. And then on the weekends, I was like, what are we doing? Like, right. creatively. And so, it was yeah. like, either it would be theater or... I had, I remember Fashionably Loud had been this big thing growing up on MTV that I had watched. And I was like, I want to create like a fashion show thing like that. And so I remember me and my friends, we just thought we were just so cool. (laughs) So we were just like, let's just, we're going to create a fashion show and have like the most beautiful women in the, in the, in the, uh, on the campus and the most beautiful men come and they're going to walk for us and we're going to get all these amazing designers around Philly. And we put this thing together and it was really cool. We were like, we're going to get musical acts and we did that, I remember, my junior year. But, um, wow. but yeah, I would do things like that. Like, just any kind of creative project I could get my hands on to just somehow get that out. Definitely. Like, are you get it secretly out. wanting to be an actress? Yeah. Or were you, so, no. why do you feel like, at this point, you couldn't be just open with it? I think, I think I just, I just had had the notion that, like I said, if you hadn't done it, that you couldn't really necessarily make a career of it. Mm-hmm. You know? And, business was safe business school was like a safe thing it was like you know and so even with that i was like well i'll be i'll i studied entrepreneurial management Mm because i was like i'll start my own business then at least Mm -hmm. and maybe it'll be a fashion company and so me and my friend we had to do like a business plan as my final project Mm -hmm. it was like let's do that and we had to do marketing campaigns and stuff and so i just thought i could get my creativity out that way and it would be fine and when i graduated and I went to, I worked at InStyle Magazine, like, really briefly. Uh-huh. And I was like, I have to perform. Like, it was like, it, it just it was, was calling me itching. so much that, yeah, I just couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. So I just was like, I have to go for this. I mean, right. and that's what passion's called. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. how did you end up merging your love for acting? So that's the stage. Mm-hmm. And then your degree. How did you merge that into the career that you have now? That's a good question. I have to say that I think having gone through an understanding of business that I had at school helped me so much in being able to figure out how this business worked because right. the thing with acting is like you can be so talented right, you know right. and it's not even really about that I mean you have to be talented obviously to do well but um, there are so many talented people who don't necessarily understand the business side of it and I think that 
that really helped me just like knowing how to even navigate that because I knew no one in the business. I knew no one in the field, period. I just knew no one. So mm-hmm. even just I was able to organize it almost like it was my own business that I was right. entering into. You know, I was like, I'm the commodity. I'm coming into this business. What would that mean entering the market? You know, yeah. and so having that understanding helped me to combine my talent and, you know, have like get the get my in into the world of it. Absolutely. Okay. And so yeah. then, of course, you did some theater. You did some I did. Broadway. I did. I did. And what, how did you go from theater to acting on TV, films, that kind of thing? Well, um, in New York, I actually did like a little bit of Law and Order and like I would do, um, I would work on a few soaps during the day and then be doing Broadway at night. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had like a little bit of, like I had dipped my toe in the, in the TV world already. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there was just a like again it was actually film that got me wanting to act that got me really wanting to act so I was like I have to see what that is like I had to see what more doing more on camera work would be like and so um, when I moved out here that was kind of the goal it was like well home is New York I will always go home right. I will always go back to theater mm-hmm. I will always do that for mm-hmm. the rest of my life you know right. I just wanted to see like what else this world had to offer you know and um and so, yeah, so I can't, I just made my way over here. And I kind of, it was another leap of faith thing. Oh, I love that. I love hearing that. that. Yes. I do the leap of faith thing a lot, but yeah. Well, it works out. Because yeah, it has you been. are it has on been. one of the biggest, highest rated shows on cable right now. Um, you start as Nina Holiday on TNT's yeah. Brazilian Isles. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do that. So it's been on multiple seasons. What has it been like to be on multiple seasons of a show? Well, I, I just joined them last season, like mid season last year, and they have been. What that was like coming into a show that had been on for five seasons, that they're such a well-oiled machine. Uh-huh. And, like, they all work together so seamlessly. And so it really was, like, I always liken it to almost, like, jumping in a double dutch. Right. Bro, like, you're like, it's going. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, how do I get, I'm going to just jump in. You know, okay. so, like, finding the rhythm with everyone was kind of that way. It took a few episodes, I think, for me to even get that down. You right. know, and really understand how it all worked. But um, but it's amazing because there's so much to learn from mm-hmm. everyone because they've all been working together for so long and they've been working for so long. They're just yeah. all such talented actors. So um, it's been it's been really amazing. And I like that it's like a family because they've all been working together for so long. Right. And they yeah. welcomed you like a Yeah, they welcomed They really did. Yeah. Really was did. it what was the audition process like for that show? So easy. Really? Like <laughs> one mean, audition like how many auditions did you have to two. go through? That's it. One with the casting director and then one with the team. What? Wow. Yes. And quick. Look at you. And they were quick. And I really was like, I just, I really was like, I, I took it as like, oh, well, I don't know if I'm really, you know, like, I didn't see myself necessarily on the show. I was like, I don't know if I'm really for that show. We'll see. And I went in for the first audition. The casting director was like, great. I'm going to bring you in for the team. I was like, okay. And then the same <laughs> with the team. They gave me... I think one adjustment and then they were like and it was it was it was really cool actually because it was in the room that they let me know pretty much they were like okay like that's that's it wow yeah and I was like oh that's crazy oh okay and that awesome. I feel like that doesn't happen that often but yeah no I've never Amazing. heard of that actually yeah, it was cool it was cool. And then you're also on AMC's um, Turn, Washington Spies, which is set during the Revolutionary War. You've done a couple of period pieces, I think. Um, you worked on Mad Men, right? I did, Before, yeah. And now you've worked on Turn. on Turn. So what is it like? Because clearly, you know, you're in eras where black people didn't have the freedom that we have now. Yes. So what is it like Indeed. to play characters in those periods? I love it. I have to tell you, I'm, I love doing period work, period, like, 
period work. <laughs> I do. I really do. Um, and it's because I get to do all that character work. And I think a part of me secretly like wants to just be a character actress and do all that stuff anyway. But, um, you know, playing those people, it kind of forces me to dig into who that person had to be without making any sort of having any presumptions about what their life or the way they think and the way I think being the same. You know what I mean? So I have to look at their life completely as a completely new entity. But then what's beautiful about that as soon as I start to do it, I start to realize like, but they're people. And so they're, they're experiencing like, even though Abigail, for example, on turn is a slave, I, it's some, it's a conversation I have with friends a lot because it's all like, okay, it's a slave, so we got to make sure we play this. You know, we got to give, like, the full truth of, like, what what it meant for us. And, you know, we got to honor our ancestors. And I'm, I'm all for that. And I realized in preparing for her, I was like, truly honoring my ancestors would be to live her life right. from the standpoint of somebody who's in it and hasn't had the perspective yet from the outside to look back on mm-hmm. it right, that right. we have today, right. you know? And so it's like not commenting on it. You know, it's like I had to play her as somebody who, what would happen would be that, you know, whatever little bit of privilege you get, you take, right, you know, whatever right. little bit of like feeling like you're fine, you take. And yeah. you do that, right? Like you right. could be in a horrible situation. And you're like, but I'm good, you know? And it's yeah. like, but you're not, you know? And yeah. we can, from the outside, having that freedom be like, wow, that was a terrible for you, you know? Right. But, she is in a position where actually it was pretty good. She's like, I wasn't, I was, I see uh, friends of mine are in the field. I'm mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. I see, you know, I'm treated a certain kind of way. You know, I'm, I'm given certain luxuries and opportunities that, you know, some of my peers aren't given. And that's a struggle that then she has to live with is like, maybe if there's a certain guilt with that, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of stuff that goes along with that, you know? Yeah. So I, I really, I was grateful to be able to portray her and just live that experience without commenting on it. It's a know? very good show. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Deep show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was the same with Mad Men. It was like, it was cool to just to, to live, you know, in that show, they really do. They're so, meticulous yeah you really can tell like that, back clothes, in the everything. 60s yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely so you are also on this amazing web series called <laughs> the choir <laughs> Um, it's produced by yes. Issa Rae, who, if you know, she love. did uh, Awkward Black Girl. Oh, love Miss Love. I love the choir. Like, I went to go look at this, and I was just doing research, okay? <laughs> I ended up watching, like, four episodes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> like, the first episode, they're singing, like, a <laughs> choir song, but it's like a... Jesus. Like, I'm what's like, with the body roll? That like, girl, it's, you it's like a remix it. of Janet. Yes. Yeah, it's a remix go, of go Janet Jackson. Anytime, anyplace. Yes. Oh, wow. Issa is a mad woman, and I love her for it. And so, like, yeah, we remixed a lot of songs for yes. Jesus. It was so funny. You know, I probably will love that. I've done that a few times. You gotta watch it. Yeah, because we all do. Like that's the thing is that we all do it. We all do it, and it's actually commenting on. You know, like we we we've taken like secular music and we like there. You can go on YouTube and see how much gospel choirs have taken secular music and been like. We could just add Jesus to that, and it'll be all good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we do that, you know. What was I didn't like working that. on that kind of a show. It's a, it's a web series. Yeah, it's, it's totally different from what you've done before. What was it yeah, like? It was it was really really fun. It was fast. We did all of the episodes, I think, in five or six days. Really? Yeah, it was super fast. Um, but it was really really fun and just silly. And I liked it because because it was that silly. It was that over the top silly and that broad. We could just 
I, what I always say, I'm like, we could just be stupid, you know, yeah. like, like say, do things that are just like, what? You did not. Okay. Right. We're going with it. You know, yeah, just add it wall. in. <laughs> yeah. Just completely off the wall, fun things that, you know, there were just no rules that way. And mm-hmm. it was fun to do it on. It was kind of like we were pushing the edge in a lot of ways, you know, like my character was atheist on the show. And right, so right. I remember a lot of the fans were like, wait a minute, you know, like had a lot to say about that. And I was like, this is why, this is why we do it so that we can actually have this conversation, mm-hmm. you know, like, what do you feel about that? You know? Yeah. So it was, that was a fun, fun show. And that show, uh, <laughs> did it air on All Right TV or just the U- on the YouTube it channel? It aired on All Right TV. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hilarious. That needs to yeah. be a full, like, drawn out. I need to see, like, 24 episodes. Yeah, oh, I know. I know. I'm, I think she's got bigger plans for it. We'll see. I, I don't know. So. I don't it's know. Funny. Yeah, it's a fun, it's, it's a fun good. show. So, the, so you've done so much already. What have you not accomplished yet that you would like to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Well, um, I don't know. I take everything so much as it comes. I think one thing I would definitely like to do ultimately and eventually is to um, produce films. Okay. And I don't even know how that's going to come about, you know, down the line. But I just want to be part of creating more projects that are available for people. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, you spoke very quickly about mm-hmm. a relationship. Are you in a relationship? I am. Oh, <laughs> Shout out to the booze. I know. We love booze. <laughs> booze are good. What do you booze look at it as, um, what do you look for in your significant other? What's important? What's an mm-hmm. important quality? Big time, a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like to laugh and... I, I need somebody who, you know, shares a sense of humor with me because I find life funny. So, right. like, I need somebody that we could just be rolling and, like, literally people watch and just laugh. Right, <laughs> you right. know? Um, so I need that. And then um, um, I, I look for somebody who really understands this this journey of living in Hollywood and yes. being an actress and, you know, really gets that and really understands what being an artist is like and can appreciate that and then just really super affectionate and loving because I'm just like oh very you're mushy I'm a mushy I'm a mush 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 (laughs) are you one of those people that likes to be like snuggled with the entire night yeah. Are you oh, Megan, she Megan, like hot? Megan. Like, hot. No, okay, I will I will like at least get like the back of my hand touch it. Like it's gotta touch. Something's gotta something's touch. Something's gotta touch. An ankle, something. Like I've gotta like something's gotta touch. Right, right, okay. I feel oh. elbow, we good. Yeah, we're good. Oh we're my good. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally that person. And then tell us what upcoming projects you have going on. Well I've got well, hopefully turns coming back. Okay. Like, okay. We shall see. Um, but I'm very, very, very much crossing my fingers for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got my own thing that I'm working on, actually, with a couple of friends that we're writing that's mm. going to be part of the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And okay. um, that's a really cool art piece that we're that we're doing. And I'm very excited for. So yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we're going to be looking forward to all of that. Yeah. Definitely. So then, before we get out of here, where can we all of your fans find you on social media? Um, Idara Victor. So my IG is Idara Victor. Twitter mm-hmm. is Idara Victor, and you can go to idaravictor.com. Okay. Have you gotten a Snapchat yet? Periscope. I just got on Snapchat. All right. And it's only because my best friend from high school. He was like my. He was like I put pictures of the kids on there and stuff. You need to get on there. And I was like, <laughs> All right, fine. And so like I joined it, but I was like, What is that? I don't know. I don't know about it. And I'm not Periscope yet. But okay. We'll see. I'm. I'm. It's just I'm, so much. It's gonna happen. It's a lot going it's on. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be on all of it very soon. Okay. All right. Where can we find you, Courtney? You guys can keep in touch with me at Tez Knows on Twitter and Instagram, as always. 
And you can find me, Megan Thomas, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MegScoop, like scoop of ice cream. Don't forget to use the hashtag BHLNext. We look at all your comments. We love you guys. Don't forget to subscribe right down below to Black Hollywood Live. Click the button. You can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. We're there, too. Love y'all. See you next time. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.